This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. This is the Gordon Damer Show. But think about the Giants offseason. What are you doing at quarterback? Are they going to draft a quarterback? Is there a quarterback that they like at six? The problem is, is you're going into year three of Shane and Dable. If you don't get your quarterback this offseason, when are you going to get one? But I think what we've seen from the Jets, from the Giants, other teams, there's no better way to ruin a quarterback than to simply just throw him in there and and trade a bunch of picks and hamper the way that you kind of hamstring your, your team and, and trying to build your team by trading away a ton of picks. So there, there's some, some questions about how do you go about this if you're the Giants. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. It is the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Two hours already have just flown by, with or without Joe Leo. In case you're just joining us, we have, uh, we've, done, we've covered a lot of ground. We have uh, talked about the NFL playoffs. We've touched on how the Giants have a more interesting and intriguing offseason this year than the Jets do. We found out what you call a person who guides you through being too high. That term is a realist. And uh, we've uh, come up with some alternate streaming service names. But what what we have not done as of yet is our NFL picks. Last week, four and two, strong start to the postseason. We put the wild and wild card weekend, super wild card weekend. But now... It's on to the. This is where the rubber hits the road. This is where you separate the men from the boys. Last week you you separated the pretenders from the contenders, but now this is where we really get down to brass tacks. So let's do it. Four games, two days, and we're running out of time, people. We're running out of NFL season to uh, to to sit back and watch. But let's start it off. First game of the day: Texans at the Ravens. Baltimore, minus nine and a half. Well, the story, one of the big stories of wildcard weekend, clearly the Houston Texans. It's just amazing how they have done it all right. An organization that not that long ago, they were one of the punchlines. They were one of the punchline organizations. People were questioning the owner. He doesn't know what he's doing. He hired that guy. Was it Jack Easterby? He's a clown. The whole thing is is spiraling out of control. What are they going to do with Deshaun Watson? How are they going to get rid of him? He doesn't want to play there. It was chaos. They were a laughing stock. And look at that. They get rid of Deshaun Watson. They get all those draft picks. They take a pick at number two in, in C.J. Stroud. They hi- It's amazing what happens when you correctly identify hiring the right coach, getting the San Francisco 49ers defensive coordinator, drafting the, the quarterback second overall. It's like a foolproof plan. No, nobody can screw that up. Certainly not the Texans. And this week, now they really get a tough challenge. Last week, it was Joe Flacco and the Browns. This week, it is the soon-to-be two-time MVP in Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens. And, and look, I, I've mentioned this before. The Ravens are the team that can beat you in a variety of ways. They can 
They got to play fast. They can play fast. They got to play slow. They can play run the ball, throw the ball. They can do it all. The quarterback can do it all. The offense can do it all. The defense, best scoring defense in the NFL this year. The move to Todd Munkin at, at offensive coordinator could not have worked out any better for the Ravens this season. Every, every hope that you could have as a Ravens fan, it has worked, but now it's got to work. Now the pressure is on Lamar Jackson. It's on the Ravens to go out there and score some points and get the job done. I think they will win the game, but you know what? I think that's too many points. I think that the Texans are a live team here, and I, I really kind of think that this is going to be a low-scoring game. I don't usually do over-unders, but I think this game is going to come under. So the fact that I think it's going to come under, I'm going to go uh, with the uh, Texans plus the 9.5. Now, could the Ravens blow them out? Absolutely. But I think the Texans plus the 9.5. I think this is going to be a game in the fourth quarter, so give me the Texans plus the points. Moving on to game number two, Packers, Niners. We talked about annoying fan bases before. These two can't compete against the Bills and Chiefs, but let's be honest, I'm kind of done with the Packer fan base too. I mean, they just do it all the time. Quarterback, oh, he's a superstar. Quarterback, he's a superstar. Quarterback, he's a superstar. Other organizations are looking for guys for hundreds of years, convincing themselves, ah, no, this guy's good enough. We can win with this guy. Packers just do it all the time. The Niners, it feels like this could very well be the Niners' year. Another line, nine and a half points. Some would say too many points. The Packers coming off that performance, just a complete destruction of the Dallas Cowboys. And since I think the world revolves around me, I'm of the belief the Cowboys did that just to cheer me up about my lowly Dolphins. But nine and a half, that is a lot of points. But here's the thing. When the Niners win, they blow teams out. They got a bunch of wins by 10 points or more this year. I think that this is going to be another blowout. Give me the Niners. Minus the points. Then we move on to Sunday. Bucks, Lions, Detroit, the story of the post. They are America's team right now. That's the team everybody is rooting for. The Detroit Lions at home in the Dome. I know that's news to some people, but that's only because they don't do any research, any research whatsoever. Did you hear that that quote? You had to have seen the clip by now. Do we have that, Harvey? Do you have that clip? Can you play that clip? Here, here's a question to Todd Bowles, the head coach of the Buccaneers, taking time. Out of, think about all the things that NFL coach has to do, right? He's, he's the, the face of a billion-dollar organization in the playoffs. They're trying to win playoff games. They're, they're, they, they win a playoff game against the Eagles, and now they're moving on. He's got to worry about the offense. He's got to worry about the defense. He's got to worry about this thing. He's got to worry about travel play, all these different things. And he takes some time to, he has to, talk to the media and answer questions about the game. And here's one of the questions that Todd Bowles actually had to answer this week. Looking forward towards um, Detroit. The weather has been a factor in some of the playoff games, even for the most prepared teams. Uh, today, it's uh, 13 in uh, Detroit, which doesn't compare to some of the temperatures it's going to drop to. Any special plans to acclimate the team to not only uh, endure, but perform in those kind of frigid temperatures should you face them in Detroit? You do know we play indoors, right? And they got a dome. I don't um, No. Nothing planned. We're, we're indoors. We only have to be outside for 20 seconds getting off the bus, going under the thing. So, Todd Bowles, 
put more effort into answering the question than the person put into coming up with the question. Like, and I get it. Some people have raised it. Well, with cutbacks and different news organizations, sometimes they put the the news person covering the sports. I, I get it. But you still have to do some research. Don't you have to do some research? Amazing. And this after last week with uh, Russo reading the report off Facebook News. <laughs> hey, Andy Reid's retiring. Oh, my God. I can't believe it. Adarn Schefter says that. Never mind. Buccaneers at the Lions. Lions minus six and a half. Everybody loves the Lions, right? How could you not? They, up until this year, I, I always would say the Lions have never really been good in my lifetime. Never. In a league where it's designed to have you up one year, down the next, parity across the league. I want to root for the Lions. I want to I want to bet the Lions. I want to pull for the Lions. That, that would be a fun story. I don't know any Lions fans. I would be happy to see them happy, mainly because I don't know anybody that's a Lions fan. Ignorance is bliss. I don't want to see any other fans happy if I'm not happy. I just got a weird feeling about this game. I got a weird feeling about the Bucs. I got a weird feeling. Lions coming off that emotional win last week. Everybody's party. Everybody's feeling good. I don't know. I just got a sneaking suspicion. I don't like taking uh, a lot of underdogs. I took one in the first game. Get, I don't really have a good reason for it. But give me the Bucks plus the six and a half. I, I just get a feeling that they're going to be in this game and it's going to be right down to the end. And then finally, the big game, the one everybody's looking forward to. It's going to do a monster number. Chiefs, Bills, Bills minus two and a half at home. We, we touched on it all show. The Bills have got to win this game. There's no ifs, ands, or buts. And I will say this. I, I don't think that this Chiefs team is very good. They're not. Now, they look good last week, but even against the Dolphins, even against the Dolphins' defense, that signing guys off the street, they were essentially settling for field goals when they were driving. It wasn't until the end that they were able to put another touchdown on the board. And, uh, and this was against the Dolphin defense that didn't seem like they had any real interest in tackling. And still that they were they were kind of kept in check based, I know it's 26, what was it, 26-7 at the final, but they were settling for a lot of field goals. I do not think this Chiefs offense is very good. I think the quarterback's still great, and he can he could certainly wreck the game. That is true. But this is the time. This is what you've waited for your entire life. If you're the Buffalo Bills, at least this version of the Buffalo Bills these last three years. A couple of years ago, you got smoked by it. Two years ago, you lost in, in overtime. We had to change the rules to make you happy. Last year, you didn't even get to this point because you flopped out against the Bengals. This is the time. They have got to t- you're at home. If you're, I ne- we never want to hear from you again if you don't beat them this time. When's the next time the Chiefs are going to look like this and you're going to have a home playoff game in front of the Bills Mafia all taking off their shirts because they have a blood alcohol content three times the legal limit? Way higher than two and a half, but give me the Bills minus the two and a half. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776 coming up we got to get into the Knicks. I've not touched on the Knicks yet, and I guess I can hand out. I've already kind of done the research 
probably my mistake, but done the research to hand out postseason grades for the Yankees and Mets because I guess they're kind of done. So why wouldn't we hand out postseason grades? So we'll do that next. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. Yes, it is the Gordon Damer Show. Yes, it is. 98.7 FM, ESPN New York, 1-800-919-ESPN is the uh, telephone number, of course. And uh, we'll get back to the phones in just a second. But I did, I did want to hit on a couple of things here before we do so. We touched a lot on the, on the football today because it's dwindling. It's like watching the sun go down. Slowly but surely, you know, it's, you're going into the darkness. You're going into the offseason. And while there's plenty of things in the offseason to keep us busy with the draft and free agency and all that type of stuff, and we just love football, we'll figure out ways to, to come up with topics and everything else. It's sad to see the games dwindling down very quickly. But two other things that I wanted to touch on, the Knicks and, and the baseball. And let's be honest, the baseball, baseball screws up a lot of things. How, the baseball offseason stinks. It's st- you get other sports you, you like we're talking about the NFL. We're already looking ahead to the draft. We're already thinking about free agency. We're all, in ga- all pumped up. The NFL offseason. Oh, it always has these something to be engaged about. The NBA, same thing. In some ways, for a lot of teams, the NBA offseason is better than the regular season. The baseball is a little blip here. There's a little blip there. But it feels like either you're just waiting for one. I keep hearing, or I heard earlier in the offseason, well, the Otani deals holding everything up. Oh, okay. Oh, all right. Well, that makes sense. Got to see where Otani's going. Teams are making their pitch to Otani, and if they get him, it changes their plans. Okay, we got Otani. Well, Yamamoto. Yamamoto's holding everything up right now. And once we get that, man, it feels like this, it never never goes. We just keep, it's like the Heinz ketchup back in the day. Just keep pounding the... Top of the bottle, waiting for it to come out. Anticipation's good to a point, but at some point you, you want to have actual moves. And maybe it's just because of the teams here in, in New York, the Yankees and the Mets. Um, it's it, it, it started really well for the Yankees with the Soto. Wow, look at this. They got Juan Soto, and you thought, okay, this is, this is what we're talking about. This is the offseason. After the worst year that the organizations had in three decades, this is the offseason where they're going to go up about putting things to rest. Last year was a fluke, and they're going to fix things that need to be fixed. And they got Soto, and that works. That, that works because you wanted moves this offseason. Based on the judgment of uh, Brian Cashman and how – you really can't trust his judgment the last couple of years. Soto's one you don't have to rely on his judgment. He's great no matter who makes the deal. You know how great Soto is. But it's pretty clear at this point the Yankees had a plan this offseason. That plan went south, and they never recovered. The plan was get Soto and get Yamamoto and go from there. And they didn't get Yamamoto, and it was like, well, okay, what's plan B? Ah, not really sure. So they introduced Marcus Stroman this week, and I think Stroman will probably be fine. I'm not really worried about the, 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 the personality or the off. If he pitches well, everything will be fine. Eh, we, we don't care. <laughs> At the end of the day, if he pitches well, that's all that matters. But it really kind of feels like the Yankees' season doesn't really rely on how Marcus Stroman pitches. It relies on how it, it, does Carlos Rodon bounce back to be the excellent pitcher that you signed. And the, the, the signs of that are not great. This will be his 10th 
season in the majors. He's had two excellent seasons, the two right before he got to you. And everything else, run through it. Everything else has been average to bad. And last year, he was bad. So he not only has to be healthy this year, something else that he has struggled with, said it right at the time. Anybody who paid attention said it at the time. The, the chances that this guy's going to stay healthy, the, the length of the contract, that's definitely not going to happen. You just have to hope that there's enough seasons that he is healthy that the deal makes sense. So you have to hope, A, he's healthy, which he's not done a great job of that, and then that he's good. And this will be, what, his 10th season? He's had two good seasons. So you got like a 20% chance that he's going to be good. So that, that's not great. But it looks like the Yankees, they're, they're done now. They're not, they're not going out and spending any more money. They're not going out and making any other big deals. Maybe they'll add a reliever or two, but that's about it. But I, if you had to grade the Yankees offseason, I guess you'd say it's a C. Right? Soto's really, really good, but from that point on, it kind of trailed off. It's like if you were in school, you had one project that you really put your work into, and then you kind of lived off that for the rest of the semester. I, I know how that goes. But it's certainly far better than the Mets. Explain to me how the Mets, if you were grading the offseason, would not get an F. T- tell me. Tell, tell me how. If I told you before the offseason started that the Mets offseason, these are the moves. Ready? Joey Wendell, Luis Severino, Harrison Bader, Adrian Hauser, and Sean Manai. That That's the moves. And the one big piece that you went after, you lost out on over money. How would you not grade that offseason as an F? It's, it's a clear F. It's not even like an F+. Max Scherzer, he was right. Remember all the spin? Well, though, the Mets weren't telling Max Scherzer the truth about punting on next season. They, they were just telling him that so he would uh, agree to a trade. They were just saying these things. Oh, no, that's not what's going to... It's clearly what happened. This has been... For the Mets, if this is all there is, this has been an atrocious offseason. Joey Wendell, Severino, Bader, Adrian Hauser, and Sean Maniah. That's the offseason? That's it? Whew, that is bad. That's about as bad as you can get. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. 1-800-919-3776. All right, let's go back to the phones. Frazier is in Westport. Frazier, what's going on? Hey, how you doing? Good morning. I'm good, Frazier. What's going on? I just want to tell you thank you, man. I, you know, I've heard you over the years. You know, you do a lot of good work. Um, especially over the holidays and the weekends. And I just want to tell you, thank you, man. I appreciate you. Thank you. Um, yeah, my first point um, in regards to Dable, um, I, th- I think uh, he's doing the right thing by uh, getting cleaning house. And if the guys are not performing, coaches not performing, get him out of there. You want to keep uh, a solid foundation in, in your program. It's his program. It's not anyone else's. So I think all the pushback that people are getting about Wink Martindale is really unfounded. I really didn't like Wink Martindale's defense anyway. He always had uh, guys playing out of uh, position. Um, you know, I'm, whether I'm qualified to say that or not, you know, that's just my observation. And then second thing, I think um, you look at all the teams that are successful, um, you know, they have strong teams. Uh, Baltimore, Francisco, um, all of these teams around the league, they've been building their teams up. So when the opportunity comes for them to get a quarterback, they take them and they develop them. So I believe the Giants should just take the best 
uh, uh, player available, whether it be offensive lineman or D lineman, whatever player. So when the time comes, um, you know, they can flourish. Daniel Jones was sacked eight. You know, the Giants quarterbacks were sacked 85 times. It's ridiculous. Anyone thinks a quarterback's going to come in there, C.J. Shroud, any of these people, they all would have been garbage. Absolutely, Frazier. Yeah, no, I mean, no question. Thanks for the kind words. Um, There's no question that the Giants have to fix the offensive line. Now, does that come in the first round? Does that come with another premier pick, a first or second or third round pick on the offensive line? Uh, I I guess it's so much time before the draft comes up that we'll kind of get a feel for that. Uh, as we move closer, but no, no question one way or the other through free agency, through draft, through trade. Yes. No question. They have to improve the offense. Giants were the first team, I think in NFL history to have two quarterbacks sacked 30 times in a season. (laughs) So if, if there had just been one, if there had been just one quarterback the entire season, they would have obliterated the, the sack record, which I think is like 71 or something like that. So, they, yeah, there's no question that they have to improve the offensive line. But, you know, when you're saying about Brian Dable clearing house, the pro, he, he brought the guys into the house. So that's not a great look for – even if you're saying that Wink Martindale was 90% of the problem or 100% of the problem, the fact that you brought him into the house and now you have to clear the house, that's not a great mark for you. Not a great mark for you. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up next, it is what I learned on TikTok this week. It is on the Gordon Damer Show. It is 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. It's impossible. I'm just getting warmed up. Full of hijinks. And look, I'm not your friend, so I'm not your friend. I'm your enemy. And educational. You sound like you're a moron. It's what I learned on TikTok, starring Gordon Damer. Now, there's no Joe Leo this week. Would Joe Leo know? Uh, did you reach out to Joe Leo, see if he wanted to call in and, and be part of uh, the segment this week, Harvey? Did you? I did not. Mm. I mean, he's listening to us now. He could call in if he wants. He's not still listening. You think so? I don't think so. By the way, do you think that Frazier, the guy that just called, that gave me all the nice compliments, do you think he knew my name? No. I don't think so either. Do you like, by the way, that I'm not thinking about these answers a lot or no? No, I want your gut reaction. I like that. There's not many things I like about you, but your gut reaction, that's what I want. I want the truth. Yeah, I trust the gut. Sometimes the truth is, is painful. I want the painful truth. The painful truth. Yeah, because then you can believe it. If it's if it's hemmed and hawed about, if it's if you're you're weighing it in your mind, I don't feel like I'm getting a, a real reaction. I, I and and the only truth I'm ever gonna believe is the painful truth. Now let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. Let's say Joe does call in. Yeah. Does that further prove your point, I guess, that he's just taking a sick day? Well, you for some reason have like these negative connotations on a sick day. He clearly took a He called in sick. That's a sick day. I'm not saying he's faking it. There are people who take a sick day that are legitimately sick. You're saying this is not one of them. Or are you? He was up at 9 a.m. When you're really sick and you can't go to work, are you awake at 9 a.m.? Well, I'm sure he set an alarm. He's got things to you do today, too. You set an alarm when you're, you're not going to work. What are you setting an alarm for? You got nothing to do. You don't know that. He has nothing. 
That's the thing. You're sick. You can't go to work. You're not setting an alarm to wake up. You're just going to wake. That's the be- that's the one benefit of being sick. You just wake up whenever you want. If you're single like Joe. He's single now? No, I, I mean, he's not married is my point. He doesn't. Oh, wow. He's not. He's not married. There's a difference. But everybody with a nice little dating relationship. It's, it's different when you're married. Okay. That's all I'm saying. You, you know this. You know this. As a single and, guy, yes, I do. Of course. You can do whatever you want. The, the world is your oyster. You got nothing but time. You think you're busy right now. You're never busy. You are never busy. You just do things. And I know because I used to be this person. I used to think, oh my gosh, I'm so busy. I wasn't busy with anything. I don't even know what I filled my days with. All right, let's move on. It is time, people, for what I learned this week on TikTok. I, as a 53-year-old man, spend way too much time on that TikTok app. But it's because I learn things, interesting things, useless pieces of information, but still interesting. So I've crafted this little segment where we usually do it with Joe and Harvey. Joe, of course, is banging in for the day, setting his alarm at 9 a.m. so he can get up and get get some stuff done. Not work, but other things. So it's just Harvey this week. So I will give Harvey four pieces of information. Three of which I've just uh, made up. But one of them is, is, it sounds ridiculous, but it is true. And it is something that I learned this week on TikTok. All right. So Harvey, are you uh, ready to go? Absolutely. All right. And I won't, I won't press you any more than I usually do. I'll only give you two questions. That work? Let's do it. I know you don't like to be pressed. No, never. Number one, the nose of the Sphinx in Egypt was shot off by Napoleon's troops during his Egyptian campaign in 1798. Number two, thoroughbred horses have more bones in their legs than humans have in their bodies. Number three, there are 11 players in the WNBA making more money than Brock Purdy this season. Or number four, George Washington once prevented a military coup over unpaid wages by faking that he was almost blind because of all the service he had given to his country. So again, to recap, the nose of the Sphinx in Egypt shot off by Napoleon's troops during uh, his Egyptian campaign, 1798. Number two, thoroughbred horses have more bones in their legs. They have four of them, Harvey, than humans have in their entire bodies. Number three, there are 11 players in the WNBA making more money than Brock Purdy this season. Or number four, George Washington once prevented a military coup over unpaid wages by faking that he was almost blind because of all the service he'd given to his country. Okay. The one I'm most interested in is the WNBA players. Okay. So I'm going to lock that in. You're going to lock that one in. No, that's not true. (laughs) Brock Purdy's not making a lot, but he's, he's doing better. I think the highest paid WNBA player is making two fifty, two hundred fifty thousand dollars. Brock Purdy's making like nine, nine hundred k. So okay, right. let's go with the military coup. The military coup, coup. Not, 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 it's not a coup. Nobody pronounces the p in coup. No, they do not. It's a coup. Military coup. A coup is a car. They did not have cars back when George Washington. Yeah, that's actually correct. Yeah, George, uh, George Washington. I cannot tell a lie. Apparently, he lied a lot. He prevented it. There was a the military was un, unpaid wages. They were ticked off about it. They were ready to to mutiny, basically. And uh, he he read uh, some report from Congress. He he put on some fake glasses to pretend that he was almost blind, and uh, they bought it, which is the most important thing of a lie. You need the person to buy it. All right, very good, uh, very nice job, Harvey. One out of two. You almost uh, call got, me Joe there. 
I did almost call you Joe. Wow. Because you got it right right away. I, 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 it's, that's not generally your brand. What is my brand, honestly? Oh, for three. <laughs> <laughs> wow. If we're being if we're being honest. You know this. That's why I love you. All right, number two. Here we go. Let's see if you can do it again. Number one, Jeff Bezos not only flies on a private jet, but wherever he flies on his private jet, he brings a backup jet just in case the first one has issues. Number two, the famous mathematician Archimedes not only started his own cult based on math and numbers, but he was actually accused of murdering one of his students because he challenged his work. Number three, when securing the movie rights for the movie The Polar, Expe- uh, Polar Express, one of the resulting movie claims was they wanted that it, quote, look a little creepy. Or number four, when LBJ was president, he installed a shower in the White House that has a nozzle that was stronger than a fire hose and ran so hot it would regularly set off the fire alarm. So again, Jeff Bezos is so rich, he not only flies on a private jet, but he has a backup jet. Fly with him wherever, just in case the first one has issues. Archimedes, the famous mathematician, started his own cult and was accused of murdering one of his students. Number three, when securing the movie rights to the Polar Express, one of the, one of the um, stipulations was that they wanted the movie to look a little creepy. Or number four, when LBJ became president, he installed a shower in the White House that had a nozzle stronger than a fire hose and ran so hot it would regularly set off fire alarms. These are. These are out there. I'm going to go yeah. with. Oh, man. I can't go with murder. That's just. A, but then again, this is you here. Mm. Give me. Let's go. Oh, give me Bezos first. Bezos first. That is yeah, first. Back yeah. up. Lock it in. No, nah, it's not true. That's not true. He's got a backup spaceship. No, no, he does not fly with a backup jet. But that would be cool if he did. Maybe he should start doing that. Would he that really be money. cool? It seems like he's just got so much money, he doesn't even know what to do with it. Building boats and doing this thing and that thing. Uh, buying baseball. What is it? Uh, highlight packages and everything else. He's helping out um, baseball teams now, right? Yeah. I don't know if he's helping out, but <laughs> well, he, he bought them anyway. Eh, I got nothing else to do. It's like when you're playing Monopoly, you just have so much money, you just keep buying houses on like Boardwalk and Park Place. He just he, he doesn't know what to do with it. That all. has to be frustrating. You're it, playing Monopoly. It, it must be terrible. I, I, it's such a shame. I feel for him. All right, so moving on. Uh, we don't have Jeff Bezos. Uh, you got Archimedes. You got uh, the Polar Express. You got LBJ. Give me LBJ. LBJ. You unlock that one. In. Gosh darn it! Yeah, that's actually right. When LBJ Good became president, he, he had a thing where he loved to, the the nozzle was so strong it was like it was like needles in his into his skin, and he had like multiple nozzles. I'm not going to tell you where the nozzles were pointed, but you can figure it out. And he had like all these lights that would be set up, and the it was a very strange setup. And the guy who worked on it worked on it for like years, and actually like had health problems. As a result of LBJ just bugging him about a shower. And as soon as Nixon got into the White House, he's like, rip all this stuff out of here. Ah, taxpayers are paying for it. Who cares? 1-800-919. All right, there you go. That's what I learned on uh, this week on TikTok. And now, because of this segment, you have learned it too. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Coming up, is it, is it the last segment? It is the last segment, right? 
That's right. All right, last segment coming up. Leftovers, more of your phone calls. We'll touch on the Knicks. Lots to do before Anita Marks at noon. It's the Gordon Damer Show. It's 98.7 FM, ESPN New York. Yes. So there you go. In there, your there, face, there's Gordon. The, there's the, uh, In your conflict. face, Gordon. This is the Gordon Damer Show on 98.7 ESPN. A hungry Damer is never full. At this stage of my life, eating is like 90% of my joy. Where he answers the unanswerable. Gotta do something with my hands. I gotta get busy. No algorithm can defeat the GD. Just take it right in the face. Right in the face. Don't worry about it. These are Gordon Damer's leftovers. Yes, they are. And I should tell you, Sebastian Maniscalco is coming to Madison Square Garden on Friday, September 20th. And Saturday, September 21st, planning well in advance here. ESPN New York has your chance to score tickets at ESPNNewYork.com or on the ESPN New York app. Just scroll down to contest, submit your entry. It's all brought to you by Live Nation. Tickets are on sale now at Ticketmaster.com. Um, in, in regards to the Knicks, uh, look, the, the big story tonight, obviously, is uh, R.J. Barrett and IQ being back and the Knicks and the Raptors. And we'll see if the Knicks can uh, pull off a win here and see if they can get anything out of the bench. That's going to be the focus here, I think, uh, leading up to the trade deadline. How do the Knicks go about improving their bench? But the two names that have been mentioned the most, which I find interesting, Clarkson and Brogdon, those guys are both Rich Paul clients. And I'm interested as a Nick fan to see how this plays out. But if you're looking for the clues, generally – it's going to be a CAA client. And I know there were stories, what is it, about a month ago that Leon Rose and Rich Paul were like burying the hatchet. Well, this will be the test <laughs> to see if, if one of those two guys gets traded to the, I know it's the trade. It's not free agency, but it seems like those guys have um, on both sides have kind of avoided uh, each other. So the, it, those are the two most, there's a lot of names that are floating around right now. Alec Burks coming back, this guy, that guy. Uh, but generally, uh, the Knicks have been landing CAA clients, and neither of those guys are CAA clients. So we'll see how that uh, kind of turns out. One eight hundred nine one nine ESPN is. Do t- you have anything for the leftovers, Harvey? I just feel like for the Giants, I just feel like not that every question can be solved this coming off season. Mm-hmm. But I think if you can, if you this sounds this is gonna sound too simple. But if you get the quarterback right, or at least just a better level of play from the quarterback you automatically raise the ceiling of everybody on the team and the floor, excuse me, the floor of the team. Mm-hmm. Well, it would be it would be great, but are, are you putting the quarterback in a position to succeed? Now, the, the coach is supposed to be kind of like the quarterback guy, so if he sees somebody or Joe Shane sees somebody that they feel really strongly about, you'd have to think that they, they, they take a shot. I, I don't know if that person is there at six. We'll, we'll kind of... We need a little bit more evidence and get a little closer to the draft to, to see where these guys are actually going to slot in. Um, but I don't know that the Giants are going to have what's necessary in pl- unless they – if you're taking a quarterback at six, if that's what you're saying, that's the way you're going. I, I'm just – I'm not saying that they can't do it otherwise. How are you improving the rest of the offensive line? Because until you do that, until you – and then you also have to, to figure out some, some skill position players too. I feel like the Giants kind of need a little bit of everything – on offense, and that doesn't even answer the question, is, is, is Saquon back next year? And, and before we get too deep into that, people got to stop saying contracts that this person deserves or that person deserves. 
it, it's it, you're, the team is not handing out contracts to, well, you know, this guy really deserved, or they shouldn't at least. They should be signing people that to contracts that they think are going to best benefit the team. Like I hear this with, with uh, Tua all the time. Well, the Dolphins have to sign Tua to a long-term contract because he deserves it. No, you don't sign anybody to something they deserve. Or that's not the reason you – no, is this, this is a person we want to be in business with long-term. And, and that one is a definite no. So they, they can't uh, – after the performance this year, I don't think you can do that after the way they looked in the playoffs and how he looked against good teams. But back to the Giants – they got a lot of things to solve this offseason and throwing in new coordinators as well. It's it's just more stuff. It's just more stuff. And I just hey. add, I'll just add this as well. Mm-hmm. Do you really want to go through the 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 game with with Saquon Barkley again? Last year with yeah, the with the I, tag I and the contract. I, I don't think that they're going to. I think that for his sake, for their sake, it, it's better off if they if they go their separate ways. I but agree. Uh, I kind of felt like that last offseason, and that's not the way it ended up. So we'll, we'll see. Hey, Beyond the Big Game is now open at the Paley Museum in Midtown. This blockbuster Super Bowl exhibit features everything from the Vince Lombardi trophy to uh, 57 rings from each championship game, helmets, jerseys, and more from Super Bowl legends and a spectacular showcase of memorable Super Bowl commercials. The exhibit is open through March 3rd. For more information, visit paleycenter.com. Org. All right, let's get some phone calls in. 1-800-919-ESPN is the telephone number. Buddha is in the Bronx. Buddha, what's going on, my man? Hey, Gordon. You know, um, there's a couple of parallels this weekend sports with these playoff games. Uh, I, I think you can look at Lamar. He has to get to the Super Bowl, similar to the way Joel Embiid has to get to the Eastern Conference Finals. A lot of injuries, not the best play in the playoffs. You know, then when you look at um, the Chiefs, and the Bills, it sort of reminds you a little bit of the uh, early 90s, you know, with Aikman and, and Steve Young. You know, obviously Mahomes is better than Aikman, and Young is better than um, Allen. But, I mean, if he's going to get over the hump, it's going to have to happen soon. You know, and, and and they only got one Super Bowl with Young. You would have thought after they won, you know, they would get multiple. So, you know how that works. But, you know, the thing you said about which team you would be rooting for the, the, the most – to lose, I guess. Mm-hmm. For me, it's, it, it's the. It's, um, I know people don't like some of the other teams that got knocked out, the Eagles and the Cowboys. But I mean, I'm so over Shanahan <laughs> and, and the Niners. I mean, they talk like they won the Super Bowl multiple times. I mean, he's talked about like being the best coach. He's choked himself coaching in, in, in a couple of spots. We know that we know one is a coordinator, yeah. and also one is mm-hmm. a Super Bowl. So. I'm really hoping. I don't think. I don't know if they will. I don't. I don't think that they have the defensive talent to win the game, Green Bay. But I'm pulling for them. You know, I, I, I'm over Shanahan and the Niners. Yeah, I, I can hear that. Yep. And look, and Buddha, thanks for the phone call. The the, the Niner fan, uh, they're out there, and they've always been out there. I think they got a pass last year because the the injury to the quarterback. But uh, the year before, they I think they lost to the Rams. Right? Uh, they lost in the Super Bowl to the Chiefs. So they they've been. They've been close. They've been to a lot of conference championship games. They've been to a Super Bowl, but they got to get over the hump. And and those questions for Shanahan, they're not going anywhere until he wins, right? Uh, between being a coordinator, being a head coach, there's a lot of questions there until you win. See, I think for Lamar, I think the pressure is on him this week for sure. If they won this week and they lost next week to either the Chiefs or the Bills, but he played really well, he looked like Lamar. See, that's the thing. They've lost and he's not looked like the same guy. 
He has to look like the Lamar Jackson, who's the MVP of the regular season in these games. No question. Richard is in Manhattan. Richard, what's up, my friend? Gordon, hi. Uh, Anthony Davis and uh, LeBron James, superstars, right? At home, playing a team without any all-stars, and they lose by 18. How do you figure that in a million years? You know, everyone talks about point spread and all about games, which is fine. I'm more interested in, are they good games? Are they worth my time investment to watch? Last week, we had seven games, Gordon. Do you know how many out of the seven games were good? Uh, Not many. Not many? Give me a number. Come on, we're talking numbers. Uh, well, I mean, the, the, the first game of the, the weekend was not good. Houston was not no, a good No, none of them were good, except one, Detroit and uh, Yeah, LA. Detroit and the Rams what? was good. Okay, good. Uh, I mean, one out I, of seven. I, Do you know what that represents? Well, there was six games. Uh, one out of six. I'm sorry. Right. One out of six. That's 16 and a half percent of the games were good last week. 16 and a half. If well, you look, look back, I mean, even though they weren't, right. like, the Dallas-Green Bay game was not was a good awful. game by any stretch of the imagination, but I found it fascinating because Dallas was that there. bad. Five out of, Gordon, five out of the six were terrible. All I'm hoping But, see, even tomorrow. though it was a blowout, I still – see, I found the, the Eagles game fascinating. I found the Cowboys game fascinating. Houston, not so much. Miami, not so much. Um, and, and the Steelers, not so much. But those two games, because the, the two teams that lost were so bad – I found those games fascinating, especially the Cowboy one. The Cowboy, that performance, and the fact that they're going to run it back, that is why. I think them running it back makes even less sense than the Jets running it back. You know what you got, and it ain't good enough. And there is some, like people will say, well, you can't fire McCarthy. You might be worse next year. You, you might. You, you might take a step back next year. That is possible. That's a sign that you didn't hire the right guy. But there are really good guys out there. And you're deciding not to, like the old line in, in round is you can't lose what you don't put in the middle of the pot, but you can't win much either. The, the window of opportunity for Dallas is right now. The window for Jerry Jones to ever win another Super Bowl is right now. So to just bring back everybody and not make any changes and just hope, like putting the, the taking the sour milk out of the fridge, realizing it's sour and putting it back in and hoping it's fresh tomorrow, that makes no sense whatsoever, but that is what they've decided to do. And I'm sure everyone who's not a Dallas fan is very thankful for it. All right, thanks to all the callers for today. Thanks to Harvey. If you didn't get us on the phone, certainly you can hit me up on my socials, Twitter, Instagram, at Gordon Damer. 